A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Previously on Alien Encounters, a monster spaceship in our solar system. Our biggest fear is that they'll enslave us. They could know as much about us as we ourselves do. Alien emissaries deposited thousands of mysterious multiplying spheres that have been using us to move. People are always afraid of what they don't understand. The hopes of our entire species are pinned on an unmanned vehicle the size of a station wagon. Deep in the bowels of the alien mothership, looking for signs of life. The unmanned rover, named Ambassador, has been slowly working its way through a sterile metal labyrinth. It's entirely possible that there's nobody on the mothership. That's a human-centric thing, to see the big ship as a transport vessel for biological intelligence. The mothership might be nothing more than an elaborate alien FedEx package. 36 hours inside a spaceship the size of a megacity the rover finds nothing but metal. But at the heart of this machine is a chamber with a tangle of pulsing tubes, giving off oxygen, carbon dioxide, and heat. Signs of life. I think it's very likely that an advanced civilization would combine the advantages of machines with the advantages of biological systems. You use what tools are available there are things where organic life is the answer, and there are things where a technological situation is the answer. There are places where you put them together. The biology we know is ill-suited for most of the universe. If you're a spacecraft designer, the most difficult thing to plan for is an astronaut. 
Astronauts require food, waste disposal, entertainment. They require all sorts of things that a machine just doesn't require. Machines can be stronger, bigger, can exist outside of constraints like the weather. The notion that this machine has a biological heart gives hope that it also has a sense of morality. But it could just be more efficient. Biology has tremendous advantages over technological artifacts. The most powerful supercomputer requires many thousands of watts. Our brain takes only 20 watts, less than a typical light bulb. And yet the human brain outperforms these supercomputers. The difference between biology and machine is an artificial dichotomy that human beings have made up. You know, the human brain is a computer made out of meat. We're moving towards a blending where organic and mechanical become one. Humans might not wholly merge with machines in the future. We're doing it right now. For example, I have a titanium screw in my shoulder that keeps my shoulder attached. It's one thing to augment the human body with technology, but some say we're fast approaching a day when technology takes over. Could this alien species have gone through the same transformation? Did this great living machine have organic origins? The singularity refers to the point where machines become more intelligent than the humans that created them. Computers are doubling in capability every two years. By 2020, your laptop computer will have the same compute power as a human brain. Doesn't mean that it's gonna be able to think, but maybe by 2040, it will be able to think. So machines might develop their own sensory awareness, their own agendas that escape the human agenda. Humanity may soon cross a threshold into an era of thinking machines. Perhaps the mysterious hybrid in our skies is a vision of our future. You don't know what's going to happen on the other side. It can't be predicted. We will either have the powers that the Greeks used to associate with gods, or we'll be really, really sorry we took that path. 500 miles below the mothership, the alien spheres demonstrate some form of intelligence using us as hosts. What do they need from us? When the spheres divide, they shed microparticles. We are witnessing the reproductive cycle of an alien. If you were fortunate enough to come across something that you thought might be alive, but, but not of this planet, well, I mean, you would try and keep it alive. But of course, you might not know what it takes to stay alive. I used to try and keep bugs alive in my room. And, you know, they almost always died. There is no agreed definition of life. Life looks almost miraculous. Its uh, properties are so very weird, very different. But if we're trying to think in the more abstract way about life and the possibility of different forms of life, then it's really hard to put your finger on exactly what it is that makes life different. Life as we know it really has two essential features. One is the ability to reproduce, and the other is the ability to take energy from the environment and use that to do things, uh, like have a conversation like we're having right now. You think, okay, if it meets all those criteria, Bob, it's alive. But of course, that's not true. There are all sorts of counterexamples. 
Things like fire reproduces, it consumes stuff and it leaves ash, it excretes stuff, but it's not alive. Not long ago, the contents of the universe were neatly divided into living and non-living. But in labs everywhere, scientists are realizing that life as we know it isn't the only life possible. I think we'd all hope that we could recognize that it's life somehow by what it's made up of. But life that's truly alien might not be based on those same molecules or even on the same mixture of chemical elements. As the alien spheres reproduce, microbiologists are able to examine the dusty residue. The alien particles contain cell membranes. These membranes move and interact like living organisms. Except the membranes aren't organic. They're made of metal. Any non-living matter that replicates, that solves problems, might as well be called life, just not as we know it. At the University of Glasgow, chemist Lee Cronin is developing a substance meant to bridge the divide between non-life and life. His research could redefine how we look for life in the universe. Life on planet Earth is merely an expression of the available chemistry set. And so I wonder if we go to another planet, whether the chemistry set is different, whether different types of life would emerge. Cronin has developed artificial building blocks of life called eye-chels, or inorganic chemical cells. Well, I wondered if we could use metal oxides or other elements to see if we could make a cell that could look like a biological cell, but be made out of totally different elements. Because once we've done that, maybe we could call this a new type of life. Cronin's eye cells can already mimic key behaviors of living cells, allowing separate chemical processes to occur inside them. What we want eye cells to be able to do is evolve. That would be a fantastic achievement because it would tell us that biology is possible outside of organic chemistry and that almost certainly there is life elsewhere in the universe and that we should redefine the parameters for the search for life. To be truly alive, an organism must evolve. We are alive because we can change. Life is an entity that reproduces imperfectly and then adapts to its surroundings. A biological entity exists as itself, but as itself as an extension of four billion years of evolutionary history. Right now, the spheres are changing before our eyes. In every corner of the world, all at once, millions of spheres let go. They just stop clinging. For the first time since the aliens showed up, billions of us breathe a sigh of relief. But some suspect this isn't the end of the alien life cycle. It's just the beginning. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There is a new reality on planet Earth. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, alien spheres dubbed burdocks by the media are just there in the billions. We are a species that tends to get bored very easily. If they didn't do anything harmful, you just begin to ignore them. Well, there's another alien capsule. It's not hurting me, and I really have to go get the kids, and I have to get to the grocery store. It would be like having houseflies. Our casual attitudes are rocked by a stunning announcement. The UN Security Council has found a pattern in the movement of the burdocks. By attaching to people and their objects, they've used us to migrate and are now congregating worldwide in population centers. The saber-toothed tiger is bigger and stronger than you. If you can outpopulate the saber-toothed tigers, you're eventually going to win as a species. Paranoia and conspiracy theories multiply almost as fast as the burdocks. In North America, Canada threatens to close its borders as thousands line up to cross. There will be people who have been survivalists for most of their adult lives who will simply say, I told you so, and run to their shelters in their caves and hide. Biologists penetrate the metallic alien cells and suspicions are confirmed. Just like our own cells, these contain genetic material it looks like DNA. DNA connects every living thing on Earth. We're just a bunch of strands that are arranged in a certain way. DNA, it's an alphabet that can be reliably read. It is central 
to life. It's hard to imagine replication occurring without some kind of code like this. The alien DNA looks remarkably like our own, except for one critical difference. It's constructed of different chemicals. How did life choose DNA? Was DNA the first genetic material? Are there other genetic materials that may have once existed on this planet? Or could other genetic materials exist elsewhere in the universe? Life is going to evolve differently if it's going to evolve at all. So if you're going to go to another planet, you're going to have to adapt yourself. ET is going to have to be bio-designed to survive on that new world. If a visitor had to adapt itself to our conditions, how would it do that? Why not make a minimal unit of matter that can adopt its algorithm or adopt its approach to the planet according to the elements available? This may be exactly what the aliens have done. Engineered a life form to survive on our world. Or take it over. The closest thing humans have to alien DNA is at Arizona State University where a team of researchers have been experimenting with their own synthetic genetic material, XNA. The X in XNA stands for xeno, the Greek word that means foreign or possibly alien. To make XNA, scientists replace the natural sugars in the double helix backbone with an artificial sugar created in their lab. So instead of deoxyribose, which is the D in DNA, we've got an X for whatever that X might be, an unnatural sugar. Someday, this XNA could save lives. With diseases, in certain cases, you have genes that are getting made that you don't want to be made. So you could create an XNA molecule that could fold into a shape that could prevent the expression of that message. So silence the message. Silence a lethal message and you've effectively cured a disease. The aliens have built their DNA on a type of sugar that only exists as a synthetic in our labs. It could be natural to their world, or they could have designed it for ours. I would be much more unsettled by an encounter with alien life that looked like us than I would with one that looked completely different from us. If Columbus had uh, someone on board who looked like the Carib Indians, perhaps the Carib Indians would have reacted more calmly to Columbus's arrival. The aliens might try the same thing. If there were alien microorganisms in our midst, chances are it wouldn't be a good outcome for us. Those microorganisms would be an invasive species that we would not have any immunity to because we would have never encountered them before. These tiny alien dust particles could carry an unknown deadly disease or a parasite, like Toxoplasma gondii, now carried by an estimated half of all humans. Researchers have shown it can make people more neurotic, more likely to have a car crash, and may even cause schizophrenia. The ship gives up no clues to its intent. Then, all at once, the ship disintegrates into billions of fractal fragments. After 40 days circling 500 miles above Earth, the most amazing thing we've ever encountered is gone. 
Pieces of the mothership scatter in low Earth orbit. Was there an accident on board? Or is it the next phase of a silent takeover? This might be an alien intelligence's way of distributing itself throughout the galaxy. This is what they do. Once the salmon have deposited their eggs and fertilized their eggs, they all die. This is their swimming upstream. They find a world like ours, they deliver what they have to deliver and die. Instead of easing our fears, the destruction of the mothership only makes us more paranoid. China has built some sort of dark energy device by following alien instructions. Some allege the machine is a superweapon. They're lying to you, they're lying to your family, they're lying to your dog. Fringe voices even accuse the Chinese government of destroying the mothership to keep ET secrets to themselves. China has blown up the mothership. Human beings will weaponize whatever we come into contact with. Lasers were a lab toy, and now we have beams that can knock drones out of the sky. Old terrors, like economic collapse or even world war, can't compare to this new threat. Alien invasion. Billions of hybrid machine organisms swarm our major population centers. You're going to find people utterly fearful of these things, even if they haven't demonstrated hostile intent. The mere fact that they're moving would represent a threat to a lot of people. If people knew that a life form were engineered, people would be more afraid of it. We are afraid of what humans do with human technology. Francis Crick, who was part of the famous team of Francis Crick and James Watson, who were the first to figure out the structure of DNA, had this idea that advanced beings elsewhere might spread life throughout the galaxy by essentially packaging it up, putting it in a rocket, and sending it to distant planets. It's kind of Darwinian. You can say, if any race out there in the galaxy wanted to do that, and they had the resources to do it, then they're the survivors. Alien genetic material will do us no harm unless it can interact with our own. Biologists have one hope left the chirality of the alien genetic material. Chirality is the handedness of a molecule. If you look at your hands, there are mirror images of one another. And the way some organic compounds can assemble in their architecture allows them to have this left and right-handed configuration. Human DNA is right-handed. If the chirality of the alien DNA is left-handed, it can't interact with us. And if it can't interact with us, it poses no threat to us or any life on Earth. I like to tell the parable of driving on the left or the right-hand side of the road. Here, people drive on the right, but where I come from, Britain, they drive on the left. Of course, it doesn't matter whether you drive on the left or the right, as long as everybody does the same. This last roll of the dice comes up as yet another pair. The alien DNA molecule is a match, right-handed, just like ours. 
as rumors circle the globe like lightning. Everyone has a theory. The coincidence of cells from space that can interact with ours is too great. The aliens designed it with us in mind. Or we've met these aliens before. When you see something so complex and so similar, then it's just possible it's got a common origin. Maybe this isn't an invasion, just a reunion. We're pretty sure that life had established itself on Earth by three and a half billion years ago. But the question already conceals an assumption, which is that life on Earth began on Earth. We don't know that's so. It could be that life, for example, began on Mars and then came to Earth. This idea that we might be life that came from Mars, this is called panspermia for obvious reasons, okay? The idea that life might somehow get kicked off on a rock and comes over to another planet so life could spread throughout the solar system. There's no reason that couldn't have happened. At Arizona State University, thousands of meteorites hold clues about the genesis of our solar system and maybe even the origin of life within it. Meteorites are cool for several reasons, because they tell us a story where we came from, and every meteorite tells us a slightly different story. One of the most celebrated storytellers is the Murchison meteorite, which fell to Earth in Australia in 1969. The Murchison meteorite was collected soon after the fall. What does it look like inside? Every single chip of this contains around 40,000 different organic compounds. What was most interesting was the fact that they found amino acids. This was the first time that extraterrestrial amino acids had been discovered. Amino acids uh, are very important for life as we know it. Anytime you're talking about cells taking in materials from outside and doing some kind of chemical processing to release energy, at the heart of that process are going to be amino acids. What we're trying to answer in astrobiology is the ultimate question that is life something that is uh, easy to make or is it a bizarre fluke that might be restricted to Earth? And of course, if life has happened twice, then surely it's happened many, many times all around the universe. This is an invasion, people. Y'all want to know the truth about E.T.? Right here, y'all. There are those who believe the aliens are puppeteers engineering life to dominate, or at least survive here. Is Earth being used as a giant lab experiment? And are we the guinea pigs? Humans have long puzzled over the origins of life. 60 years ago, we discovered it might not be that complicated. You look at this and you just think it's a, a ad hoc assembly of glass and tubes and everything, but it's not. In 1953, this apparatus was used by chemist Stanley Miller to mimic the chemical kitchen of early Earth. His experiment cooked up a groundbreaking discovery. This flask here uh, is to simulate the ocean and evaporation from the ocean. This is to simulate the atmosphere where you have gases like methane, ammonia, and hydrogen, because that was what the composition of the early atmosphere would be. Once Miller set up his model of ancient Earth, he zapped the primordial brew with simulated lightning. A week later, the brew turned brown. And that's a good sign. Showed you made something. What he had made was amino acids, a half dozen of them. 
this was a big deal because no one had shown before that you could create the building blocks of life uh, without having life already around. All it takes is just a little bit of dirty chemistry, some gases you find everywhere, and some lightning bolts, and you make the molecules of life. What biological chemistry could a civilization a thousand years more advanced than ours cook up? And more importantly, to what end? Biologists test the alien material against a variety of living cells, bacteria, animal skin cells, human blood cells. Eventually, they get a reaction. The alien DNA quickly attaches to human somatic stem cells. It uses them to make new copies of itself. There's nothing new or exotic about this behavior. We've seen it many times. Because the alien life form is a virus. Two months ago, our greatest fear was a massive alien mothership in low Earth orbit. But everyone knows it's the little things that get you. It begins with one person. A slight fever, a sore throat, some aches and pains. Then, there are two. As the spheres divide, their microparticles can get into cuts or be inhaled. The one virus that we have eliminated is the smallpox virus. That is really the only one. The problem is that it takes more than science to get rid of viruses. It's a matter of public health. Once word gets out that the alien spheres are making people sick, the only thing that spreads faster than the virus is worldwide panic. People will try anything to keep things out of their personal space. They'll try bug spray, they'll try guns, they'll try ditches, fences, and Clorox. In the case of the polio virus epidemics in the 20th century, uh, the viruses seemed to target children. And so American towns would put up signs saying, children not allowed in this town. The most paranoid seek safety in underground bomb shelters or on remote tropical islands. Editorials clamor for a vaccine or a new antiviral drug to inhibit infection. Viruses are basically not alive on their own, but when they're in a cell, they are symbiotically alive with the cell. When they get embedded in a cell, they hijack the cell, and the cell then produces more of the virus. In order to infect a cell, a virus has to interact like a jigsaw puzzle. So the virus tricks the cell into making copies of the virus DNA. Some viruses, when they insert their genetic material, the genetic material becomes integrated with the genetic material of the host, and then it just reproduces along with the host cell. Everyone you see, everyone you meet, is a potential carrier of an alien flu or something even worse. It's possible it could take a very long time for a mutation to manifest. The mechanisms of delay could be something like the way in which a virus goes into hibernation in the body, which we see with HIV. It's not clear why it couldn't be much longer, why it couldn't be decades as opposed to years. Hospitals are inundated. The CDC works to track the pattern of infection. 
So far, the symptoms are so mild that figuring out who's actually infected and who has the common cold proves nearly impossible. Those who've had direct contact with alien spheres are at a greater risk. But we don't know if and how contagion can spread through humans or how dangerous this virus actually is. Viruses get a bad rap. Understandably, the viruses that we're most aware of are the ones that kill lots of people. But many viruses have already become essential parts of our genomes. There are certain viruses that produce essential proteins in the placenta, without which we couldn't have babies. There are even people who believe that the intelligence breakout that made us different from the dolphins and the chimps and the prairie dogs might have happened because of a disease, some DNA that got embedded into our genome by a virus. Fully 8% of the human genome was delivered by viruses that long ago copied their genetic code into ours and left traces behind. Viruses are able to move genetic information between organisms that, that wouldn't otherwise exchange genes. And that's perhaps a very nice way of exchanging data on the biological internet, as it were. What genes are being delivered to us by this alien virus? Could they affect our brains? Give us better eyesight? Will this virus transform our species into an alien-human hybrid? We have no idea what lies ahead. But as the spheres continue to divide, they disappear into thin air. Change. Airborne. There is no escape. The virus-bearing spheres continue turning to dust. It seeps through every crevice, covers every surface. In the nation's capital, Congress activates a Cold War relic, a nuclear fallout bunker in the West Virginia mountains. The human population divides into camps, those who can get to an allegedly virus-free zone and those who can't or choose not to. Could we exist in a state of symbiosis with an alien species? I'm not sure we're mature enough to handle something like that at this point. There are people who simply can't stand that thought. They react with revulsion. There are billions of flu victims worldwide, but no fatalities. With each day that passes, a realization grows. This alien invasion might not be complete until future generations are born. Is this virus injecting a code into our cells that slowly, completely, radically changes our cells? But at the same time, we have no basis to know that we're being changed, because we're all being changed in this way. It only takes a few generations to start changing and incorporating a mutant DNA into an organ has a, a, a better capacity to survive. If alien genetic material merges with ours, what will that look like? Will our progeny have green skin and 14 fingers? Possibly. But the most important changes may happen under the skin. I do think we're a species worth saving, 
and worth fighting for. Everything from our emotions, our ability to be compassionate, our five senses are wonderful things. And who knows what senses these aliens might have? And how neat would it be if there was some sort of sixth or seventh sense that the aliens possess? For months, we have feared being wiped out by an alien organism. But maybe the long game isn't domination. Maybe it's cooperation on a molecular level. We think of cooperation as a moral idea, but in fact, cooperation is as essential for life as competition. Cooperation is the other side of Darwinian evolution. Multicellular life arose as a result of single cellular life clumping together, giving up their individual capabilities to gain the power that a collective has. Complexity has a survival advantage, right? The, a, a bigger organism has an ability to occupy certain niches in the environments that single-celled organisms can't exploit quite as well. Perhaps the aliens are offering us a great leap forward. Do we even have a choice? There's no point uh, in fighting a superior technology. The native species invariably either dies out or is assimilated. 350 million years ago, prior to emerging out of the water, we essentially sensed things just a few body lengths ahead of us, sort of like driving in the fog. But once we emerged onto land, we suddenly are able to perceive a long distance ahead of us. What I think is going to happen is that those spaces over which we're aware will get larger and larger over time. As human beings, all we can see is our own time span. Humankind would be much better off if we could look a thousand years into the future. One by one, the remaining burdocks dissolve into air as if they were never here. Just by breathing, billions of people around the world step into the unknown. The aliens who take over the Earth could be our own children. We pass on our legacy to our children. They carry it forward. They speak of us to their children. It's quite possible that this might happen across the galaxy, at which point even the death of the sun wouldn't end your civilization. What a great destiny. Only time will reveal our future and our fate. For now, most things will not change. The sun will rise. Every day, some people will pass away while others are born to take their place. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.